I enjoy these type of gatherings more than anything else I get to do. Um, when you have a people that are committed to work together, committed to advance the kingdom of God together, um, there is nothing like that uh, uh, except in his church on this side of heaven. And uh, so I don't take that lightly, and I don't also take that easy, you know, because it, it is an effort at times. But can you just lift your hands up all over the room? Father, right now, I pray for each of these that are here today. Father, you said that if we would believe the prophets, Father, that we would succeed or that we would prosper or we would have success. Father, you know what brings these people success. Father, you know, Father, what causes the, them to have clarity. Father, the next steps to take. You know the things that draws their heart closer to you and transforms them into your image. God, you know the things, Father, that, that, that drain their energy and drain their soul. Father, we're asking you, God, would you stop that leak today? Yeah. And Father, you, right now as we come here, God, we don't just represent a few churches. God, we represent a territory. Yeah. We represent a ground. God, we represent a place that you created for purpose. And so God, today also we say, God, we not only want our churches to come forth, our ministers to come forth, we, our staff and our volunteers blessed. God, we want our area to be able to come forth. Father, and the reason it was created by you. And so we cry out for that right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. It is a privilege to be here. Uh, uh, I love uh, Jared and his whole family, and I see so many friends around the room. Um, and maybe we'll get to talk a little bit at lunch. You know, I am one of those that feel free. If I'm eating, I can still talk. You know, you can come up and we can say hi and have a, have a little bit of, uh, of a visit time. Um, I love what God's doing in the prophetic in this nation. It no longer has an elitism or a separation on it or a... Um, or a control doesn't mean that we don't have an odd few immature things that happen now and again. But I believe that this is a time that the Spirit of God can say and do more than he has been able to do on the earth before. And so I just rejoice in that. I'm going to jump right in. Um, I am going to speak some things about the season that we're in, but then I'm going to tailor make them for you. Okay? They, they won't fit everybody else. Um, we know that we're in a new era as we came into 2020 and uh prophets are saying that everywhere that's not that's not new for you but just let me t uh, read some of the things that they're saying they're saying it's a fullness of time era that, that means that that there's a tipping point and it tips into something else uh that it's an era of the nations absolutely these are days where god is really uh speaking and shifting nations for great harvest it's a greater glory era Many have been prophesying that. I've been prophesying that. It's a new wine era. But just like uh, the new wine would burst an old wine, scent, wine skin, you need to know this. Sorry, my, my uh, voice is a little weak, but doesn't hurt, so so good. But, the, but just like a greater glory exposes a lesser glory that we've been building on. And so it, it does bring us into a place where we adapt and we change uh, with what God is doing. It's an era of endless possibilities. That means that where you've had hindrances and where you've had limitations, 
those things are being lifted during this time. I actually believe that, that the church is coming to a breaking barrier time that we have never known. Did anybody watch the, the marathon runner that broke the uh, uh, two-hour marathon in Vienna, Kachobi, the Kenyan athlete? That was so amazing. But as I watched that, of course, you could preach a whole message on that, and I'm not going to. But I remembered uh, Bannister that did the four-minute mile uh, here in England, 46 days after he did it, then somebody else did it. Two weeks after, someone else did it. What that tells me at this time, and I'm not reading signs, it really is a Spirit of God thing, that what happens when the impossible is no longer impossible? I believe that's right where we're coming into this time. And so when we say it's a time of endless possibilities, there really are barriers that's going to be broke. Now, some people, when they think of barriers being broke, they think, oh, thank God, at last we get more members in our church. I think that's a wonderful barrier to be broke. Greater harvest coming in, wonderful barrier to be broke. I think barriers need to be broke, the distance between uh, 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 people having the prayer for deliverance and then being delivered from all the stuff that goes with it. I would like to see uh, 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 barriers broke in the area of healthy marriages uh, in our church. I'd like to see barriers broke in the fact that our children really are a new breed released in the earth. And I'd like, I'd like to see some of those barriers uh, come forth. Now, I am doing a tour around Europe. I've just been in um, several different countries. I can't even count in the last two weeks. But I remember when I was in the Nordic na nations, God was speaking for their season. They're in a tipping point era. And then I came down and I was in, uh, uh, for Europe as a whole, I believe we're in a victorious church era, but, that, but there's still individual things. I was in Belgium. And I believe the Lord said, for Belgium, it's an era of pregnancies, that, they're, they're, that it, they are going to birth a new generation of believers that has never existed before. You know, God has a way, and I love the nations. Uh, France, this was, a, this was an interesting one. The Lord says it's an era of the back door, that where France has been moving forward, uh, leading role politically or, or uh, militarily. Um, they've generously opened the front door. Uh, they have been inclusive of so many. But the Lord says nobody's been watching the back door. And a few foxes have come in. But Jesus says, now I'm going to come in in the back door. And he says, many won't even recognize my coming. But that means that that friction and that polarizing, that I didn't do it in the way everybody thought, is going to be uncontested. And the Lord says that I will do what I'm doing in a fair amount of secrecy until it has gained so much momentum that, it can be seen by the many. I love the way God talks. Um, Netherlands, I was just there, I think yesterday. Um, the Lord says it's time to rebrand on the mountains. What does that mean? The Lord said that they had been crying out honorably for a cleansing of their nation. And I don't know if you realize this, but um, the red light district just virtually is just virtually almost not there. Also, if you, if you would realize they, they have stopped the tourism completely to the red light district. And the Lord said that that battle had been won. And now he was calling up on the mountain, just like he did Moses. 
And Moses, when he went up on the mountain to seek the Lord, he came back with the Ten Commandments. And the Lord is speaking over the Netherlands. They're going to come up and seek him. They're going to come back with new laws for their lands. They're going to come back with, with fresh rules. And it, it's an exciting time um, uh, for all of us. But in 2019, I, I spoke over and over that new means new. And the only reason I'm revisiting that is for you today. So that meant last year... If it was not a hard year for you, you were in denial. <laughs> Amen. Because God said, are you willing to be an amateur in the new or a professional in the old? And so I found that a very hard challenge because I actually like uh, uh, doing things excellent. I like having that little extra time for polish. But if new really does mean new, that means maybe we don't get all of that time. Now, it doesn't mean those are not attributes of God, excellence and those things, but maybe we just don't get that time to do it. And so I committed at the beginning of the year, I was not going to do the things like I knew to do them. And that's hard because, you know, we've got a few years' experience under our belt. We've got some things that are tried and true. And I believe that godly ways and and godly truths will remain that way forever. But I believe his strategies constantly change. And so every time, because I pastor now as well. We just had our third year anniversary in Windsor. And uh, I determined, I said, God, I am not going there on any Sunday and doing what I know to do. God, I'm seeking your face every single time. What type of service we should have, not what type of message. See, that's where we all have been for so many years. No, God, you know, what is this? Is this, is this you just want to show up and do something? Is this a get-out-of-your-way time? Is this a, a get-out-of-the-worship team's time that you're doing? Is this a time where we, where we need to be crying out on behalf of the nation? Is this a time? And, and I determined to do that. And can I be honest with you? It was one of the most uncomfortable times <laughs> that I went through because I definitely felt like a novice at everything I did. Now, if you didn't quite catch on that and it was just a hard year, then, then you do get a catch-up year because 2020, I was expecting God to go, whew, that's over. The Lord says, new is the new normal. <laughs> that was a, that again. And so I have learned a, a, a new wave offering, bye. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying bye to some things that make Sharon comfortable and that Sharon enjoys. I'm just saying bye to it as I walk by because new is the new normal. And I, and I want to see you move into a greater area of success. And that means you have to expect uh, things to be different than what they were before and expect different outcomes. Now, the Lord also gave me a movie title for this year. Uh, it's because my husband drags me to a movie at least twice a month. I call it a two-hour nap in the dark. <laughs> he, he's very much a movie buff. But the Lord spoke to me over this era. We don't know how long an era is. But God spoke to me of this era, and he says, it's the greatest show on earth. God is going to show up and show off in you. So this is going to demand a courage and a boldness in each one of us for his glory to, to 
to partner with us in unprecedented ways that we have not seen before. And I believe that there's actually a revealing party. And it's not the revealing party that shows you the gender of a new baby. It's the revealing party where God's going to show himself up in you. That is what he's doing during this time. And and it's such a, 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 what a privilege. You know, I, I, I just think it's a privilege. It's the greatest show on earth. The main scripture that the Lord gave me concerning that statement is Habakkuk 1.5. It says, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. <laughs> Listen, everyone in this room, we've prayed, God, come and do more than we could think, dream, or ask. And he's saying, I'm going to do it. He says, but you're not even going to believe it that I'm doing it because what we, we, we still have that mindset where God do what I've heard you do somewhere else, do what I read in this book, uh, uh, do what you did South America, do what you did, you know, in great harvest in India and Africa, do what you did. And we, and, and we still have that mentality. And he's saying, I'm going to do such amazing feats. You will not even believe them if I were to tell you. But the good news is this. God says he does nothing except that he tells his servants, the prophets. And it doesn't mean we know the whole picture because he also says we prophesy in part. Yeah. So that's why you need the, the amazing compliment that comes from the Spirit of God. But there is some things that are going on. And if it just, just look at me for a second. When you are in an area like this, there is a natural heaviness based upon survival okay of course we know that we're meant to be the light and we invade the darkness and the atmosphere and not the other way around we know that but at the same time we recognize those things but when you have that type of heaviness in the atmosphere what it does is it shrinks at times what you you believe that yeah. you can do yeah, with good. God yeah. and so so the Spirit of God has to come back and breathe afresh on that so that it's pliable and he can just stretch the vision back out because he says, listen, I'm not doing a little thing. He says, it's so massive, you wouldn't even believe it if I were to tell you. And so there has to be a place in you and me that I may not have anywhere to hook that word other than I absolutely trust and depend on God. <laughs> That's where I hook that word. See, we're usually looking for knowledge to hook revelation on. This time, it is not knowledge. It is him himself that we are hooking revelation on at this time. So can I get you to lay hands on yourself? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we call this a no small vision zone in the name of Jesus. Father, that that's just not allowed because we're made in your likeness. We're made in your greatness. Father, we're made in your power. We're, we're made in your goodness. Yes. Father, we're made in, in, in your faith. We're made in your hope. We're made in that image. So, Father, right now, I speak over each one of these lives, and we say, God, expand beyond, just beyond. Let it depend on you completely. God, begin to drop those seeds that we need, Father, in our heart and in the soil of our soul. Father, that we might be one. Father, that, that 
We are not operating in fear of the unknown, but God, we are operating in celebration even of what is coming at this time. We receive that now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Uh, <clears throat> uh, we know it's the decade of the mouth, and I'm not going to go into much teaching. I think other prophets have probably done it better than I could do, and so I don't try to do that. But the scripture that the Lord gave me was Job 22:28. Uh, you will also decree a thing, and it will be established for you, and light will shine on your ways. Listen to this. Remember, God says he'll give you something from the prophets, and it'll bring you success. Yeah. Decree it. Let the kingdom be established. Let the light of strategy be put on you so that you have the ability to move ahead. Yeah. Did you just hear that? Yeah. Don't, don't. You know, sometimes you need to see it, that it's not something we're waiting to fall out of heaven, that we have our part of participation with it. And um, in Proverbs 18, 21, it says that words have the power to kill and to give life. And so God is calling us to steward our words well. And as a pastor, can I tell you what I'm doing? I'm taking the next five weeks, and I'm teaching on the mouth and the words in our church. Because if it is true, this is the decade of the mouth, and it has the power to kill, and it has the power to give life, then I am not going to wait till something has brought some poison in because it seems to be a more powerful time, or neither am I going to be one that waits for for an earthquake to, to move my feet to decree and declare and proclaim the things that God is saying at this time. And so it's very important. And so I just, I really am, I, I'm encouraging you leaders Teach on the mouth. Teach on the words. You know, the value of the words in your mouth. The life and death. The bridling the tongue. The, the, the uh, teach on the things that the Bible said should never come out of your mouth. Yes. You know, I mean, we, we need to know these things. And you know what I think you ought to finish it with? Teach on the pure language of the Holy Spirit and make sure everybody's filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, and that, and that language come out of their mouth. I'm one of those that believes that revelation has manifestation it doesn't just stop with revelation and so it has to have an outworking in some way and i believe that this is so important for you and when i catch hold of what the spirit of god is doing what i find out is i am established in a greater way i do get to move forward in a greater way and i want to make your job easier for you if it is at all possible that really is my heart and so we're going to learn to steward our words well, but there is a purification and a conviction that is coming to our mouth and coming to our words. Because in James 3, it says, you know, pure and bitter doesn't flow from the same spout. And so what God is doing, this isn't even part of this message, but he's taking us back to foundational truths. Not because he's taking you back because you're immature. No, listen, he's taking us back to foundational truths to separate Anything in our theology, our understanding of the word of God that has been compromised in any way or is carrying a mixture. Why is he doing that? Because pure and bitter doesn't flow from the same spout. And he is bringing us back to a place that we are saying his word and his ways like he wants his word and his ways said. And as a result, there is a greater authority that is now coming out of our mouth because it does not have that mixture upon it. And, uh, and I actually, I believe that when we start doing that, the Lord said this, there's going to be a sound of deliverance in the air. There's going to be a sound of deliverance in the air that's going to release so many others. But my revelation of the mouth 
is simply this. The Lord said, we're not only going to soar with the eagles, but now we're going to roar with the lions also. Listen to this. I am releasing upon you the roaring 20s, says the Lord, and I am bringing forth a time of extremes upon you. I will cause, says the Lord, he says, for my people, he says, not just to whisper in their prayer closet anymore, but the Lord says this will be a time of a great roar that has the ability to affect the many. Um, Amos 3, 7 and 8. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants and prophets. A lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Joel and Acts says, there's a day when all the sons and daughters, those of all economic backgrounds and cultures, are all going to be prophesied. He didn't say everybody's going to be prophets, but he said they're all going to be prophesied. How can we come into the decade of the mouth and say that it's not here? It is definitely here. So if you go, well, you know, Sharon, that's just not my strength. Well, you know what I say to that is pray in tongues till it is. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, it is because when, when you stir yourself up enough, you overflow. Yeah. And if that's the withdrawal that the Spirit of God is bringing at this time, you just keep yourself stirred and let him bring that overflow on the inside of you. I believe it's a, a rich time uh, for all of us, the roaring 20s. Um, I like that. Um, what does that mean for some of you? Now, <clears throat> when I used to live up north, By the way, I didn't leave you. <laughs> um, when I used to live up north, I found that the north was not as interested in titles as the south was. I, I actually found that quite a good thing because I really believe in functionality before titles. I, I do. I don't, I don't believe in trial and error in that area. But in the, this roaring 20s, there's a promotion going on, and there's a promotion going on with apostles and prophets, and it is an unusual season. And you might say, well, what has that got to do with me? It has everything to do with you. Whether you're an apostle yourself or you just uh, live under an apostolic prophetic anointing working together with, with uh, Jared, it, you have to know these things. I believe this is the only country that I know of that had a restoration of apostles before it had a restoration of prophets. And because of that, um, now as I'm talking to other, prophet, other apostles, they're frustrated in this season. And I don't believe they're against prophets at all. I believe that they're teams. They should be working together. But they're saying, why does everybody want a prophet and nobody wants an apostle anymore? And I believe there were a lot of changes that had to take place. You have been here 23 years. When I came here... Uh, if you were a prophet, you were illegitimate if you didn't have an apostle and you didn't have a pastor over you. And the correct way to operate in uh, prophecy was either in their church, their stream, or their denomination. That was, that was what was acceptable. It, 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 it uh, wasn't so. So it didn't take me long at all to realize that I was going to have to teach others by osmosis. You know, just get close enough to them, you know, keep showing a good heart and, and, and teach them because it was an area they didn't, they didn't really have a, a vast uh, uh, knowledge in. But because of that, the, what's happening now in the UK is our apostles 
some of them have titles. Some of them have quit using titles. And again, that doesn't make any difference. But this is what God says. He says, I will build my church upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And so there is something that if we have it messed up at this time, and we don't have it grounded like we have, then there will be a point in revival and awakening. God has to put us on pause, jack up our foundation, and put under the right things. And I don't know about you, I am not willing to go in in a desert season, even if it's only for a very short time. And so this is one of those times again. It's not about titles again, remember? It's about the foundation of our church. So this is a time where we're going to see promotion upon apostles and prophets. But again, it's not promotion like we thought in times past. Oh, I'm going to be everybody's flavor at everybody's conference. You know? Thank God. (laughs) You know? You only have 365 days a year. Um, I've learned that the hard way. Um, So with this, I believe that we're finding the roar released and the roar restored. Can you lay hands on your voice? Father, right now, you never called the church to express an opinion. Father, you never called the church even to be politically correct. Father, you never called us to simply be one that spoke peace when there was compromise. So, Father, we dedicate... We dedicate our roar back to you now. Father, that it is about what you're saying in the earth. It's about what your written word says. It's about who you are, what you're doing. Father, right now, we dedicate this voice that there will be a roar. There will be a roar. You know, there's a boldness and a confidence that comes up when you know you're not giving your opinion. You know that you're speaking on behalf of God. Father, we release that restored restored and released upon each of these in the name of Jesus. Now, what does it look like as God's restoring these things? I believe as God's restoring his apostles at this time, I believe in the UK, not saying the same thing in other countries, I believe we're getting ready for a fresh church planting movement. I don't believe there's a style that God is preferring, uh, whether it's a missional house church, whether it's a, 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 a mega church, whether it's a, a hub for resourcing others, or, or, or whether it's a family church. I don't think that's the issue, see, because God actually loves the uniqueness that he put on the inside of you, and he doesn't want us all doing the same thing. So I, I think that's, that's just a, a real area of freedom that the Spirit of God has given each one of us. But I believe that as we release these apostles, I believe we are going to see a fresh church planting move. Now listen to this carefully. God is challenging us at this time. There's nothing wrong with networking. There's nothing wrong with membership. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But I felt like that the Lord is being very clear to us as we go forth with the apostolic this time. Don't brand it and make it your own to benefit you. (sighs) There's just... (sighs) You know, I had this picture last week. You know how, like in the the cartoon Lion King, when he held up the cub. What was that, Simba? There you go. (laughs) There you go. And, you know, we're thinking, God, that's how we are. You know, oh, God, this is my problem. Oh, God, this is my family. Oh, God, this is my ministry. Oh, God, this is that. And we want the blessing of God upon it. But you know what we're called to do? 
I'm actually called to lift up Jesus. It changes everything. It changes everything when I lift him up. It takes care of all of those other things that are in the inside of you. Is, are you okay with my voice? Are you able to hear me? Okay. Good. Uh, promoting his prophets, what does that look like? We've gone through 20 years of, of some level of prophetic, but I actually believe we've had just enough to inoculate us against prophets. We've got the prophetic. Oh, yeah, we teach on everybody can hear. You know, my sheep uh, uh, hear my voice and they follow me. Absolutely. You never get done training that because it's necessary in, in our intimacy with God and, and, and being able to move forward and the surety of knowing that we're partnering with him. You have to know that. But at the same time, we've done that. We've had blogs. We've had internet. Believe me, I'm a fan of those things. I'm not, I'm not, I like being able to watch a conference on the internet and not have to go all the time. You know, I think it's, I think it's credible. But one of the things that's happening now is there is a greater sense of God's plan and purpose that is being released. And there is a greater accuracy upon it, and we already spoke because of the mouth, then there is the release of the greater authority that is, that, that is upon that as well. And so we're seeing prophets uh, come up in uh, this way. And where we have not necessarily made room for prophets, and can I tell you why we didn't? We never knew what to do with them. You know, it's, it was wonderful if they were the senior leader. What if they weren't the senior leader? Yeah. Nobody knew what to do with them. Yeah, they're a governmental ministry just like all the rest. But, you know, it's one of those things that there still is a vision carrier. You know, and so we're not doing away with that. But there has to be a place where we talked about it. We even had, I remember us doing some teachings about of how pastors work with prophets and how, how this. And we said all those things. That may have been true then, but it's not true now. This is a different time now. This is a time where we, where we expect some protocol to go with prophets. And that everything does not have to be said in that three-minute slot between worship and announcements. You know, and if, if I'm going to speak to a senior leader and there's anything that I'm not sure he's heard first from the Spirit of God, did you know I won't do it here? I will do it here. Because I believe prophets are going to be absolutely amazing in this, this time of promotion, but they've got to learn supernatural is enough. They don't have to be spectacular. Right? It's, it's so important. There. And, I, and I believe that clarity is coming. But part of the clarity that's coming is this. God's not going to let his word be said as a diagnosis. Right? He says, he says, I confirm my word with signs following. And we say, yes, but God, we're declaring, we're proclaiming, we're getting down that, there in the atmosphere. Absolutely. But it has to have an outworking. It has to have an outworking. Otherwise, it's up there somewhere. You know, it has to have a landing spot. And uh, most of the time, if you're the one that gave the revelation, you've got something to do with the building that landing strip. You know, where before we thought the prophets, actually many people wanted them. Come in, do your part, and get out of the way, and we'll figure it out. 
yeah. But this is just different, different season of partnership. It does not remove you as leaders. It doesn't do any of that. It doesn't take away the vision. Dear God, it gives you reinforcements. It gives you those that, that have special skills in certain areas that are committed to your success. Yes. But we see the prophets arising in character as well, right? Yes. My father and the Lord, Dr. Hammond, wrote a book last year. It's got to be one of the best books that I ever read. I should have brought you one of those. It's, it's called uh, Your Highest Calling. And it is not about uh, how many people call you a prophet, how big your church is, or how affirmed you've been, or, or the size of building you've finally been able to attain. It's how much of the image of God have you come forth in. <sighs> that is what it's about. You know, and so... If we don't have that basic understanding in our life, we can get pulled in a lot of directions that we think are goal lines that aren't goal lines at all. You know, because God, God measures success differently in different ones of our lives, right? And so we need that. I don't want to keep going off here. It says I have 12 minutes. Is that what it says? Uh, no, it's five past 12. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. Um, and Danny, thank you for that worship. It was just right from the first note we were the, we were there, and I never take that lightly um, in, in the area. But every season, someone proclaims there's going to be a new sound in worship. This one isn't any different, but this time God's given us the ingredients. Never heard Him do this before. He says, you know, for the last 15 years, it's been about love, presence, and His goodness. Yeah. Now the victory and the warfare are being merged together with it, not instead of it. And you can begin to hear that in Bethel now. You can begin to hear that in Hillsong now, even with some things they're doing. There's overcoming victorious uh, anthems that are coming out as well. So how many in this room, you have something to do with worship other than just be, be a part of it, that you lead in some way? Can you just stand to your feet? Father, right now, we have done what you've asked us to do with yesterday's ingredients. But now we ask for a new deposit. And I believe some of you have felt your, your uh, creative streams closing up because you did not realize that it, you couldn't make bread bricks without straw at this time. So, Father, right now, over all of these, Father, we add, Father, those missing ingredients that are to be brought forth at this time, not instead of, but together with. And so, Father, we say love, presence, victory, and warfare merge together, Father. We thank you. Father, we call forth the creative wells in each one of these, and we say be stirred, be stirred, rise up, O well, rise up, O well. Father, we call forth, Father, the songs for this time. We call forth the melodies for this time. Father, we call forth the anthems for this time. Father, we call forth the declarations and song at this time. Father, we even ask you, would you teach us how to worship you like you want to be worshipped during this time? All of those things we cry out for right now, and we just speak a release over these in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Um, <clears throat> skipping a lot. Um, I already spoke about Europe. God's really talking about it being a, a time of the victorious church. But I think part of what he's doing, we already talked about it, is going back to foundations. But also part of it is this. It's a time of re-evangelizing the church and the nation. 
it, it sounds almost wrong to say that, doesn't it? Two weeks ago, in our own church in Windsor, after the service, this lady came up to me. She was so thrilled. She brought a group of people uh, with her. You know, we got the type of church that a lot of pastors come and visit us because uh, we have an evening service, and it's easy to do that. We don't have as many families because at night, you kids got to get ready for school the next day. So we got our strengths. We got our weaknesses in that area. But we saw over 100 salvations last year. And um, it's just... Uh, but part of that is, you know, we said we're just walking in the new, ever however we can, we can follow, figure it out, or do what we're doing. But <clears throat> after she came up and she said, uh, I, one of the people I brought with me is a Baptist pastor, and he's, he's one of those that received Christ tonight. <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. I was raised in a Baptist church. I didn't know it was possible. I, how can you be... So I thought I heard her wrong, and so I made sure the following Monday I followed up on it. Sure enough, he got saved. Wow. There's so many things that we assume, isn't there? Yeah. But that's exciting. It's a day of re-evangelizing of the church and the nations. And I believe that's part of what is making um, us have a victorious church in um, Europe. One of the divine focuses for us and for European nations. And I said I wasn't going to talk about Brexit, but I'll make one statement. Brexit was never about a divorce from Europe. Brexit was because we are a leadership nation that God has called us to do a foundational fight, not for ourselves alone, but for them also so that they might have the victory of a reformation that their uniqueness might be restored, their redemptive uh, 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 gifting might be seen again. All of those, the, those things that, that God would do. And so I know it did sound like I was giving a political opinion, so I'll back off there. But God has a focus right now on nations. And with the nations, he is putting the focus on divine identity within the nation. Now, I don't know if you know this. I don't know. Um, what excites God about Hull? What was God's promise over Hull when he created it? What was it that you know, God just couldn't wait to create Hull because he put in it or whatever areas that you're from in the areas roundabout? We need to know those things because if this is what the Spirit of God is so excited about, I want to be excited about it too. I want, to be, I want that on the inside of me. And so in Genesis 32, this is a story when Jacob wrestled it. Some, some versions say the man, some say the angel of the Lord, some commentaries say it was Jesus. Whichever one you want to put it, it was the messenger of heaven, whether it was in any of those. But anyway, he was wrestling, and, and, and uh, the angel of the Lord, the man, or, or Jesus said, uh, a day is getting ready to break. Uh, let go of me. And he says, I won't let go of you till you bless me. And listen to what Jesus said. Then tell me your name. Do you know what to call your land? Do you know the name right now? If you don't, this is going to be a time for you to press in. And he says, my name is Jacob. He says, Jacob, you've wrestled with God. You've wrestled with man. You've prevailed. But your name is no longer Jacob. Your name is now Israel. Amen. There is a place where you and I have got to wrestle for the redemptive destiny 
of the ground where God has put us. There are things that will grow in your ground that won't grow anywhere else. And you need to know those things. You need to know. I always said when I came here and everybody told me how hard it was in England, you know, after a while I realized, well, I'm busy and we're seeing breakthrough and we're planting churches. Um, yeah, there were other things that were hard. But the, and I realized this, sometimes we don't have the seed that the ground has been prepared for. So it's necessary. And so you and I are going to begin to wrestle together with the Lord in this area. We're not talking about you're taking something he doesn't want to give you. But we're talking about the, 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 the fever. We're talking about the passion. Yeah. We're talking about we're wrestling and saying, we will not let go to you. Bless us. Yeah. We will not let go until our land is who you created it to be. And we're helping our land know deliverance. And the, believe the word of God calls that the manifest sons of God. That's another message for a different day. But I believe there are some new names coming forth at this time. Some of them probably will be lasting. Maybe some will be seasonal. You know, you can't, you can't limit what God's doing. For years now, the Lord has talked to me about England being a Mordecai to, to the Esther of Europe. Long before Brexit. Long before Brexit. When I was in the Nordic countries last week... Um, Let's see. God said they had a fresh name for the season of the threshing floor. Don't know if I, you'd rejoice over that or not. Um, new name for Belgium. The Lord said, it's time you quit being who told, people told you are, and it's a time of innovation. Your name is innovation again. France. Oh, I love this one. The Lord said, your name is now restored sheep. Did you hear that? All of us like sheep have gone astray, but the shepherd has come to take us to the living waters, it says, and to wipe away every tear. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad he doesn't see the way we did. Netherlands. It says a new name for Netherlands for this season is propagated public Christianity. You know, it's always been one of those things yeah. that you don't talk about that in public. It's, it's, it's a private area of someone's heart. You don't say those things in public. Wow. It's going to change. The intercession movement. I'm not going to talk much about that now, but you realize that if you are in the new, you got to pray more than you ever did before. Yeah. Um, it just goes with it. And I'm going to stop here uh, at this last point, but I believe this is the most important point it is, and I believe this is one you could take home today and no breakthrough in success. Um, the word is collaboration. Yes. That word has got so much weight of God on it. Yes. And, you know, he could have said unity, he could have said agreement, but he didn't. He said collaboration. Yes. Because we used to think if we could get people in a church together, in a stadium together, and we could pray, then anything would happen. We thought the very fact that they were in the same address, that that was unity or the purpose. Now we're finding when we do assemble, we're there for a purpose. What are we going to use our unity and what are we going to use our, our corporate authority on? You know, it's taking a different uh, uh, thrust because we're growing up, which is excellent. Collaboration. Collaboration is where you and I are going to have to deliberately find others to work with. Yes. 
others that were as committed to pray for them as, and hopefully they will be, you'll reap what you sow and they're as committed to pray for you. Um, right in September this year, I'm pretty sure I got the month right. I had a, I get a few times a year where as prophets from around the nation, we get together and there's about 20 of us on a phone call and a conference call and we're all talking to one another. We're all, we're all talking about what's going on in our nations, all of those things. Everybody's prophesying into different people. It really is an incredible opportunity at those times. But when they, when uh, Cindy Jacobs says, oh, Sharon, what's going on in England right now? And I'll tell you what. I said, well, you know, Brexit and the division in the atmosphere. As I heard the words come out of my own mouth, I thought, you little girl. <laughs> I did. I thought, where did that come from? And, you know, we know, because I'm, I'm talking about this region. There is a heaviness here. Yep. Not like it was. Thank God you're here. And you affected it and impacted it greatly. But there is. And so I was responding out of that. Yep. One of them started commanding a, a breakthrough. Another one was pulling it through. Another was prophesying. I say a day and a half, but it didn't take that long. Theresa May stepped down and Boris Johnson stepped up. Again, I'm not telling you I'm, I'm for or against anybody, but what happened, it was unstuck. Yeah. Yeah. What was stuck was now unstuck. Now let me talk to you about Canada. I have an amazing prophet friend. Her name is Fatine. This woman has been amazing since a child. She has been in Parliament since she was barely a teenager. She has been an, an activist. She has been a strong prophet, raising other prophets. She was, you know, Canada's a big place. She was a facilitator of one of the, the prophetic roundtables in the nation. She has her own television uh, program. Uh, she's just, she's one of those that's part of the foundational group of the call that has gone out over the years because her prayers, you know, I mean, I just need to hang out with her a while, let some of that rub off on me. You know, she's one of those. But anyway, they were going to reelect their prime minister last year. And he's not particularly a nice guy. He has a very strong LGBT agenda, and he has been running the nation into a level of bankruptcy that they have never known with plans to do more. And so they knew that it was not God's will for him to uh, continue. So can I tell you, they did more than I've ever done, than you've ever done. They pulled the churches together across Canada. Now remember how big Canada is. They brought them into Parliament. They brought them into the stadiums. They had overnight prayer events. They had long-standing rifts between denominations that went to one another and asked for their forgiveness and restoration because they weren't about to let that stand in their way. Uh, uh, and that, that happened all the way through different churches and streams. And then when it came time for the election, um, you know, they, they were really confident but the same guy got elected. And they were in such shock. They couldn't even kind of catch each other's eye. You know, when you, you feel like that, and you, you just feel like something's been jerked out of your belly. You know, that it's supposed to birth, and it didn't. And they didn't even talk to each other, I think, for a couple weeks. I mean, there was just no words. Yeah. Because they really did believe they had done everything they had asked to. Definitely more than probably any of us. Yeah. And um, so finally... A couple weeks into this, um, my, my friend finally got to a place where she could ask God what happened. 
And the Lord says, these type of national breakthroughs in the era of the nation are going to take collaboration with other nations for you to get the breakthrough. They will not come like you did before. And they're not on the same level as they were before. But they will not come without that. So just like I learned, uh, you know, as, as we, were, we, were, we were praying for this nation, and she learned as, as mobilizing so many to pray uh, for Canada. This is a time of collaboration. You need to find your collaboration. Yes. You really need to find this. Don't go without it. Don't say, ah, you know, God'll just bring me somebody. No, go get somebody. If they're there temporary till the till one comes in, great. Yeah. But you can't, we're not gonna get the breakthrough like we did before because it's a different level. Yeah. And God is bringing authorities together to speak into that. You know, when um, Joshua and the Israel tribes went over Jordan to go into the promised land, two tribes decided to stay on the other side of the Jordan. So Joshua said to them, is it right that we are gonna go fight the battle to get our, uh, our, our national inheritance and you sit here and do nothing? And their response was, of course, no. Took a whole chapter to get there. But their response was, no, it's not right. We're gonna go with you and we're gonna fight till you get your national inheritance. I want those that I'm going to stand together with, and they're going to stand together with me, and I'm going to say, I'm going to fight till you get your inheritance in the land that God has called you to do. We need this at this time. God has got a way of bringing us together that had nothing to do with what we thought it had to do with before. Now it is, we are highly motivated, highly motivated. And I'm not just looking for those that are like me because if they can do the same thing I can do, that's not enough. I need someone that can do what I can't do. This is a collaboration time. You might be sitting at the table right now with some people that you're called to operate in that type of relationship with. Don't take this lightly. Your families need this. Your ministries need this. Your territory needs this. Your government needs this. This is an incredible time uh, that we're in, and we're moving into that season of collaboration. Okay, and we are, we got seven minutes. God wants to know what we're expecting. I believe there's going to be evangelistic and intercession gatherings in 2020 that are meant to go into revival and awakening. I have been here 23 years, and I have never said that. Okay, so I'm not one that says that in every environment. Um, I believe it is the year of the great harvest. I'm, I get to be a part of some of those this year in different because so many stadium events yeah. all around the world going on right now. <coughs> but is the spirit of evangelism released to the nations again? And why? Why is he doing it? You might say, why? Because we know where there's two or three, and many of you have home churches and things like yeah. that, that. And now we're talking stadium events. Did God just overlook you? Absolutely not. We know when two or three are together, he's right there in the midst with you. What if your nation needs a momentum to bring it in, that revival, awakening, harvest? It needs that that momentum to get going. I actually believe that that's what this is um, at this time. And occasionally, 
not all the time, God gives me revelation by showing me the headlines of newspapers. And I always say it ahead of time because if prophets say it afterwards, oh, I knew that. It doesn't count. <laughs> you know. So um, even though I wasn't so sure about Trump, I saw the headlines, Trump triumphs. Did you know that was the number one headline throughout the world when he was elected? 2008, I saw two major headlines. One was Iceland volcano erupts. We know that that happens. And the other one was financial uh, a crash like we've not seen. And again, that was it. Only said that to say this. I am seeing headlines across us, across Europe, even into the Nordic countries there. It doesn't mean he's not doing it elsewhere. That's my area of entrustment. Yeah. So that's, that's why I'm seeing that. And this is the headline. Revival is here. I'll give the Lord a better hand clap than that. There's some things that I just didn't believe was possible. But last week, uh, when I returned from Denmark, uh, the, the two days after I got home, they sent me a newspaper clipping, and we had to translate it. They did a full-page article on the service where we spoke into their nation uh, at the time, and they did it positively. Wow. I mean, that is that miraculous? That, I mean, that, ju that just doesn't happen. It was, it was done very uh, positive. I think they did try to find a wild picture of me to, so that they looked like they had a crazy prophet there. But, um, you know, uh, sensationalism sells. But the um, revival is here. And see, I have come to the conclusion, I don't want revival for the lost. That's harvest. Revive means to stand back up again and to resurrect. Okay. That means that's for us. Yes. And so, can I, I don't know about you, I have been revived. There is a fire in my bones, and there is a passion in my heart, and there is a commitment to every breath I have left to live. Yes. There, the, I, there is a revival in me. I believe there's a revival in you. But now, all of a sudden, we change how we deal with it. I begin to steward revival rather than just pray and petition for revival. How do I steward revival? I overflow with what's on the inside of me. When you come around me, you're going to come in contact with revival. You're going to come in co contact with the fire of God. Those things are going to be evident in your own life. Yeah. We're going to begin to steward those things because that's what God has for each one of us. Now, the second session, I plan on ministering to so many of you, but... As leaders and staff and core group and those that haul the equipment, set up the chairs, come early, stay late, pay the price. You need to be ones that doesn't have a wasted step or a wasted energy. And we want this so much for you. Father, right now, I pray over these words that they would fall and land on good ground. Father, 100% of those things would come to pass. Father, and even the parts I don't know, revelation and, and how it uniquely operates in their life. Father, that you will make that known. But I do pray over these. Father, that they're going to find those they're to, to uh, collaborate with. Yes. Father, that this is a different level of breakthrough you're offering us. Father, we will find those. and We will not be negligent, but we will be those for others as well. We will go with you and fight Till you have your inheritance in the land. Amen. We will do that for others. 
God bless you.